Welcome to ABC, Abergavenny Baptist Church, building faith and friendship. Well, first of all, thank you for inviting me. It's, it's a privilege to just sit in the seats in this church. I just love it here. It's just been a privilege to, to join this church recently. Um, I'm going to read an old, old story. I hope and pray that we will all have a new, fresh vision from the old, old story. It's about, um, it's Luke 15, and it's the parable of the lost son. So here we go. First of all, I'll just say the tax collectors and sinners were all gathering around to hear him. But the Pharisees and the teachers of the law muttered, this man welcomes sinners and eats with them. I'm going to go straight now to... um, the story of the parable of the lost son. There were three, weren't there? Three lost stories here. One was um, the coins were lost. First of all, it was the sheep that was lost, then the coins, and then there was the lost son. We're going to focus today on the lost son. Jesus continued. There was a man who had two sons. The younger one said to his father, Father, give me a share of the estate. So he divided the property between them. Not long after that, the younger son got together all he had, set off for a distant country, and there squandered his wealth in wild living. After he had spent everything, there was a severe famine in that whole country, and he began to be in need. So he went and hired himself out to a citizen of that country, who sent, him in his, his, who sent him to his fields to feed pigs. He longed to fill his stomach with the pods that the pigs were eating, but no one gave him anything. But when he came to his senses, he said, How many of my father's hired men have food to spare, And here I am, starving to death. I will set out and go back to my father and say to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. Make me like one of your hired men. So he got up and went to his father. But while he was still a long way off, His father saw him and was filled with compassion for him. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. And the son said to him, Father, I have sinned against heaven and against you. I am no longer worthy to be called your son. But the father said to his servants, Quick! Bring the best robe and put it on him. Put a ring on his finger and sandals on his feet. Bring the fattened calf and kill it. Let's have a feast and celebrate. For this son of mine was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. So they begin to celebrate. Well, we wish the story would end there, but it's meanwhile. Meanwhile, the older son was in the field, and when he came near the house, 
He heard the music and dancing, so he called one of the servants and asked him what was going on. Your brother has come, he replied, and your father has killed the fattened calf because he has has him back safe and sound. The older brother became angry and refused to go in. So his father went out and pleaded with him, but he answered his father, Look, all these years I've been slaving for you and never disobeyed your orders. Yet you never gave me even a young goat so I could celebrate with my friends. But when this son of yours, who has squandered your property with prostitutes, comes home, you kill the fattened calf for him. My son, the father said, You are always with me, and everything I have is yours. But we had to celebrate and be glad, because this brother of yours was dead and is alive again. He was lost and is found. When I was thinking about what should I bring this morning, I have a lot of years to look back on. And um, in my alpha group, or our post-alpha group now, we had been lovely. I thought, well, what would they be interested in? What have I got to offer? Well, of course, we don't have anything to offer except Jesus. That's who we have to offer. But the Lord, uh, I thought, well, what is, what's really helped me over the years? And... I'd like, I, I, I want you to put up that first. Can you put the first up? I, on, on here, this is Michelangelo's fresco in the Sistine Chapel in Rome. And there's a picture of wanting to connect, isn't there? Wanting to connect. And that reminds me of wanting to connect with our maker. Sort of this is wanting to, to connect with God. That's why we come to church, right? To to meet with our God. We, we meet with him every day, I know, but there's a special time when we meet together with each other and with God. And um, when I was way back, I remember learning about the character of God. And sometimes in my life, my faith has been very small at times especially when there are difficulties and struggles come along. And my faith seems as though I'm just, it's like a little spider's web. I'm just about holding on to that faith. But what has helped me is to know and to think that underneath are the everlasting arms. And it doesn't depend on us. It depends on the character of God. And we learn from the people around us, don't we? I remember, uh, even though the people taught me uh, about the character of God, we, we learn from other people. And we learn about the characters of other people. We learn to trust some. We learn not to trust others. But when I went to Sunday school as a young girl, it wasn't just what they said. It was also who they were. It was the love that emanated from them as they taught me about the character of God. And we've been singing this morning, haven't we, about his character. Um, 
Sometimes I think, well, we're we mere mortals. How can we really think about his character? Why should we even question the character of God? But we need to know who we worship. We need, it's not so much the question of, do I believe, but whom do I, or who do I believe? You see, we can be deceived. The devil, it says in the Bible, believes. And 36 times our Bible verses say about the, the devil, and he is a deceptor, and he's the father of lies. So we really know, need to know who it is, the character of God. Who is it that we believe in? What is he like? We can be fooled. I don't know if you, sometimes I watch TV and watch sometimes detective programs. And if you, sometimes people on there that believe in God are portrayed as the most dreadful people, if you believe in God. They're portrayed in this false image, have false images of God. So we need to know who is this God. And I've, I've put up here some of the characteristics of God. Everlasting, omnipotent. I remember learning those words as a nine-year-old. Omnipotent, omni, all, potent, powerful. God is all-powerful. Omnipresent, he is all-present. He is all these things that we have been singing about this morning. Uh, he is love, he is merciful, he is our creator, he is holy, and he is faithful. And this is the one to whom we come. Now, how does that have anything to do with Luke 15? Um, the parable of the lost son. Well, you see, Luke gives us a narrative vision of God's character in that story of the prodigal son. Throughout Luke, Jesus had to contend with the leaders, didn't he? The Torah keepers, the guardians of the law. And yet it was these people that he had to keep coming up against. Jesus was trying to bring uh, the heart of God to them, but they, uh, but they wanted to live by the letter of the law, didn't they? They, could, they did not listen to Jesus. Throughout Luke, he kept tell, saying, listen, listen. And who were the listeners? If you look at the, at the beginning of the, this chapter, um, the listeners were the tax collectors. The listeners were the sinners. The listeners were the prostitutes. They were not the people of the law who kept the Torah. They simply grumbled. Uh, so let us imagine now this story of the prodigal son. How does it teach us about the father's love? Now, in first century Palestine, if, they were, if a son were to ask his father for the inheritance, it would be a most outrageous violation of traditional culture, implying even the son's eagerness for his father's death. Such a res- uh, such. A request would normally result in the father's anger and rage and immediate expulsion from his home. Well, imagine today, um, if your child asked you, you know, give me my inheritance, I want to go. 
I mean, well, how, what, would, what would we think? It would be certainly something that would be very difficult. But this father, he breaks all tradition and he grants, his fa- grants the son's request. This is the breaking of all tradition. And he even had to get a job, didn't he, looking after the pigs, envying the very food that they were eating. He had to come to a very low place, didn't he? A very low place indeed, before he came to his senses. And similarly, it takes us time to come to our lowest point, doesn't it? Before sometimes we come to our senses and realize the great God that we have. It's easy on a Sunday morning, isn't it? It's the Monday morning and the Tuesday morning to keep remembering the Father and trust that this Father has a big, big heart. So this son, he had a great sense of the character of his God, didn't he? Of his father. This son who had erred was away from his father, but somehow he could come back. He could come back, he could return, and he could only return because he knew the character of his father. Well, Luke's narrative says that when the father saw the son from afar, he did something quite out of order for a Middle Eastern man. He actually ran to him. Can you imagine him picking up his tunic and running to the son? Um, that was something that they would never have done. You know, I can't even imagine my husband uh, running to his son after having an argument with him. Oh my goodness, he'd probably sit in the chair and go, waiting for the son to come and say sorry. But this father is very different. It's very, he's a, this father is so different. But there's some speculation as to why he ran, because if a Jewish boy in first century Palestine wastes his father's inheritance among the Gentiles and then dares to come home, the village performed what was called a kazaza ceremony. And in this ceremony, um, the village breaks a large pot in front of the boy, symbolically portraying and officially proclaiming the separation between the boy and the village. So you imagine this father, he has to lose all dignity um, by running. He runs before, he, he wants to get to the sun before the community can get to the sun. Uh, we know for a certain then, this father does not want his son to experience the shame and humiliation of their taunting and rejection. The son had come to his senses and he was about to do an about turn. He had to humble himself and ask for forgiveness. And the father, and he even says to the father, I have sinned against heaven and earth. He needed to come. He needed the forgiveness of the Father. 
But when you look at this story, I'd like us to really think about the character of that father. The father seems to be almost the main character here. He breaks all the rules to get to his son. And in Luke's narrative, Jesus breaks many rules, doesn't he? He breaks many rules to reveal the love of the father. He heals on the Sabbath. He doesn't wash his hands, if you remember. He eats with the tax collectors and sinners. So Jesus himself is revealing the love of the Heavenly Father, isn't he? And we know that in this parable, the father celebrates the homecoming of his son. The son of mine is dead, he said, was dead and is now alive. He sacrificed all social dignity and broke the patriarchal code in order to save his son and throw a big party for the community to rejoice. But then the story doesn't end there. There's the meanwhile, isn't there? Meanwhile, you know, in all stories there's the meanwhile. Meanwhile, there's a big bad fox there. But meanwhile, it was the older brother in the field. And he was wondering what was happening. What was going on? He didn't know that his uh, brother had come back. Um, And he, the brother, he defames him, doesn't he, by accusing him of sleeping with prostitutes. He doesn't even acknowledge him as his brother, but he rather rather refers to him as this son of yours. He doesn't say this brother of mine, right? We've heard that before, I'm sure. This son of yours, he wants to uh, not acknowledge him as brother at all, but you know, by refusing to join the party, the older son publicly insults his father. It's really an offense that is even worse than the younger one, isn't it? The younger one um, requests for inheritance. Now the father should demand obedience, shouldn't he? Should he? And order appropriate punishment for insulting him. But he doesn't, does he? He extends grace And he offers love. So we have this son who who fails to see the character of God. The younger son, with all his fanatics, all the difficulties, all his sins of going away and coming back, that younger son, when he came to his senses, he was able to say, yes, my, he had that hope. He had that hope that his father would accept him. The older son, he doesn't understand his father, does he? He refuses to come. He insults his father even greater than the younger son. He says, oh, my father is preparing the fatted calf and he's never even had a goat to share with his friends. We can sort of understand it, can't we? We all have a little bit of the both these in our lives, I think. Sometimes we've felt both those things, the desperation for forgiveness, and sometimes we've felt that 
Well, I've done this. Why haven't I got that? We've all felt that, I think, at times. But uh, what he truly doesn't have is the knowledge of his father's heart. He doesn't understand the character of his father, so is unable to show grace and join the banquet. By refusing to join the banquet, the older brother is declaring that he does not understand the forgiveness, grace and love that the father offers. So the father continues to show grace to the older son, despite it. All that is mine is yours, he said. This brother of yours was dead and is now alive. The parable doesn't tell us if the older son ever joined the banquet. We hope that in future he might know that grace of the Lord. But that the parable is the pinnacle of a theme reiterated throughout Luke. Jesus loved the despised. Jesus loved the rejected. Jesus loved the outcasts. He loved those who were were not socially correct. Jesus was telling the religious leaders in this parable and his disciples and all who would listen the tax collectors, the sinners, all who would hear that his heart is large enough for all our needs. We can have hope in the character of a God who is holding an outstretched hand, pleading with us all to come, running to those who are returning to him. Knowing and understanding God's character helps us to trust, doesn't it, when we feel empty, when we feel that this is as low as we can go. One man's birth over 2,000 years ago rocked the world. It's changed its calendar and tailored its ethics. And I'm quoting all the armies that ever marched and all the navies that ever sailed, all the parliaments that ever sat and all the kings that ever reigned have not affected the life of man on earth as this one solitary life, Jesus. Because he reveals the character and love of God, doesn't he? He, Jesus himself reveals the character and love of God to us. And I know this is only a little reminder to you, and I know that you all have heard this story before, but we all need the love of Christ. We need to be reminded, don't we, of his great love toward us. Thank you, Stella. Something we always need reminding of is just the grace and the love of our Father and the heart. I love that story. I just think its its title is wrong. We always think of it as the prodigal son or the lost son. And all the focus is on the son, but the whole story is about the father, this this crazy father who does the most undignified thing of lifting up his robes and running to embrace his son and to embrace us. Uh, whenever we turn, come to our senses, he's running towards us with his love. It's a fantastic story. Thank you, Stella, for reminding us once again of that. Uh, that it's all in Jesus that we find that forgiveness and that grace. And so we're going to be singing uh, our final song, In Christ Alone. <laughs>
Because it's in Jesus alone that we find his love and his forgiveness and that grace.